the next time you're out and about and you see a nuclear family, take a picture. Because one day, that's creepy. They won't be here. Marcus! I'm telling you. No, Marcus. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. Welcome, welcome. We're glad that you're here. Shira, how is your uh, afternoon going so far? It's going well. Okay, okay. You know, uh, yesterday we babysat. Yes, it's been a while, right? <laughs> we Right. It definitely has. We watched our goddaughter. Uh, it was fun. Yes. It was exciting. It was a lot of work. Yes. Nerve wracking, even right? Yes. And, <laughs> oh, I just, I, I, I just love that little girl. Yeah. I really do. Yes. She's but when her mother came and got her, <laughs> I was happy to see her. We love giving, getting kids, and we love giving them back. Right? Yeah. That's that's the luxury of being an auntie and an unk. You know. But yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, mm-hmm. Shoot, how's my week gone? Week is weekend was gone good. Did a lot of running around yesterday, Shire. I mean, man, with these kids, the older they get, I really felt like what it was like to be a soccer dad. Like taking one kid here, then racing to drop the other one off, and then circling back to get the first kid. And yes. it, it was just a lot of driving. But you know, I wouldn't trade to trade this in for the world. I mean, this, this I'm in my full dad mode at this point. You know what I mean? The peak of my dad powers, if you will. And so I'm leaning into that, and I'm excited to be being able to pour into the kids and have and allow them to do the things they want to do as far as extracurricular activities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's great. Now today, uh, man, these allergies started kicking my butt. But uh, it's been a good day. It's been a good day. So we hope that you, the listener, are having a blessed weekend as well. Shire, we got to talk about bus gate, uh, <laughs> bus driver gate. Uh, yeah. Also, I like to call it show me the money. Show me the money. Me the money. Uh, we need to have a discussion. Now, this, I'm, I'm going to warn you, trigger warning to all listeners. Me and Shire may vehem- ve- vehemently disagree on some topics we may say some things that you absolutely disagree with but we're going to keep it a hundred with you like we've always done on the black and Mary podcast because this is a very huge topic 
and we're going to just get into it. We don't know where this is going to go. Right? I know. That's the part that makes me nervous because you were saying, oh, we're not going to prep before this podcast. No, we're going in. We're just going to we're just going to do it. And sometimes that makes me nervous. Yes. But I have this feeling that we're going to agree on a lot. Yes. Well, let's let's give you all just to give you all a background. We're talking about. The controversial topic that was started between a conversation uh, with Ebony K. Williams on the Grio YouTube channel or channel or whatever it is. She was interviewing Ianya, Ianla Van Zandt, you know, Fix My Life, Ianla, we all love her. Uh, she was interviewing her and she asked a question. I'm not going to try to paraphrase the conversation. I'm going to just show you the clip that went viral. Then we're going to give our take on the comment on the clip and we're going to talk about what ensued post this viral moment. So let me get it here. Shari, are you ready? Yes. All right. Let's let's get it. Here we go. Tell a man how to be a man. So I will not ask you to indict men in this question, but I do want you to speak, Ayala, to how women need to uh I don't know, position ourselves so that we can be in our divinity, so we can have our crowns right, how we can create and not build, when some of us, quite frankly, feel that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes. They're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership. Would you date a bus driver? You. Would you date If he owns the bus. If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus. See, that's, no. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on the sofa playing video games all day. I'm not talking about that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver if he was, if he loved driving the bus, if he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, I would date a bus All right, so that is the clip that is really tearing up the internet or tore up the internet for the better part of two weeks. Shire, I want to get your original thoughts on just hearing that clip. No backstory, just that. What are you thinking? Oh, okay. Or you can go wherever you want to go. How about the floor is yours? Let's go there. I have a little (laughs) bit of backstory because I ended up watching that clip Mm -hmm. not knowing that it was like going viral. Mm. I think that the conversation that she had with Ianla, it wasn't a disagreeable conversation and it wasn't a debate. Uh, The conversation went well and then it went viral. Yeah, it didn't even (laughs) seem like it was. And that's how most viral moments are. It doesn't seem like it is going to be one and then boom, something happens. Right. So um, I want to make sure that I'm understanding both sides before I share an opinion. Okay. And it sounds like Ebony was saying that um, the the men who she has come in contact with, because she's obviously speaking from 
her life experience. I'm I'm going to assume. And she's an author, a, a lawyer, and seems like some type of media personality. That's, yeah, that, that's her. Well, and and actually, I might have to even take my statement back because I think that she said the men that are available to us. Yes, in, she was speaking general. Kind she of. was saying to us, not necessarily the men that are available to me, but anywho, um, the men that are available to us. She said that the men are not positioned to protect or provide, mm. and that you know, essentially, that you know. Uh, Men have limited income and mm-hmm. resources based on some statistic that was not named. Okay. And then Ilania, Ian, oh Lord Jesus, Ianla, Ianla, forgive me. <laughs> um, you know, she asks, "Well, would you date a bus driver?" And then Ebony says, "If he owns the bus." And then that's when Ianla's like, rails. "Okay." Well, the standards that you're using to measure men are essentially unfair. It's not fair. Mm -hmm. Did I understand correctly? I think you got it. I I think you pretty much got it. Yes, yes. I believe that's how I took it as well. Yeah. And so I think the controversy stirred because uh, many listeners felt that she, as an ebony, um, was speaking low to all men mm-hmm. and especially the average man. Yes. Because, you know, in the example was a bus driver. Right. A bus driver is a hard worker. A bus driver can be a man or a woman, but in this case we're talking about a man. Mm-hmm. Bus drivers they're they're usually up early. Mm-hmm. They have an immense amount of responsibility placed on them. They're responsible for people's lives. Yes. Um, they're doing a thankless job many times. Mm-hmm. They probably have the patience of a saint. Yes. Considering the things that they um, have to deal with. So I think a person who has the ability to drive a bus and um, just the ability to do that speaks volumes to that person person's character and i don't yeah i i'm just gonna pause and then get some of your thoughts okay (laughs) because i mean yeah so i think people felt that she was like i said talking about the average hard-working person and that is i think part of why it went viral yes uh, i think people were highly upset for those reasons and when you when you talk about a bus driver what you're like you said, what you're essentially doing, you're talking about the median income of Americans, and specifically in this, in this context, men in America. And I'm gonna go ahead and say black men. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna make it even more personal. I'm gonna niche down on this thing because she's a black woman. And so, people of all those range of all those types of jobs, I think, were offended. Bus drivers median income what else is in the median income a lot of things you a got lot of school uh, teachers yeah you have uh any essential workers you have healthcare workers you have you know you're just uh, most americans median is you're taking out the the the, the average, extremes right. and you're extracting the most the median right that that you know and so you're really insulting the largest group of folks when you insult the median type workers and so 
she was very uh very ripped in the comments and so and we're gonna get to unpacking all of this and our thoughts but she later was invited on the breakfast club they had a whole conversation and and that she somewhat changed her view to like address like median or middle is not necessarily an insult but it is just a measuring stick it's just a fact like that that job is middle you know you know average whatever however you want to words you want to use and that that's all she was saying she wasn't saying middle and average is bad she was just saying but a bus driver is a middle of the road kind of job right and then she later and I'm not quoting I'm not I don't have a quote but in that particular interview that you're referring to Mm -hmm. Um, she was essentially saying that average shouldn't be good enough yes. for black people and that we shouldn't necessarily strive for uh, being a middle unless, right. unless she said, unless it's our best. So like, unless you're maximizing, if your- you are maximizing your skills and at your, your top level of using your skills, mm-hmm. you are average, then you're doing all you can do yeah but she and, felt that there was a large group of of people living beneath their with living beneath their privilege and not maximizing their um their opportunities yeah. and maybe even their income potential but yeah. i think that that even though that's where the conversation went when, with the breakfast club that's conversation number two that that's not even <laughs> that's for me i I see that that as being something totally separate than yes. what I than what the conversation she was having with with Iyanla. Iyanla was talking about how you view another human being. Mm. Would you open yourself up to knowing someone yes. who didn't make as much money as you? Simple as that. Simple as simple and plain. Man. And then she said, "Well, unless he owned the bus." I would, but essentially, if he didn't own the bus, then I probably wouldn't. I mean, that's kind of where the yeah. conversation went. And do we think ownership is great? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what a lot of people... And when I think of our relationship, Come Marcus, on, I was going there. You know... Or um, like relationships. No, when I think of our relationship, okay. I think there's a lot of people who look at us and... Or to look at you and say, oh, he's a great catch. Mm-hmm. He's handsome. He's a great father. He's a great husband. Bless you. I want a man like that. But do you not know that when I met my husband, was he was bagging groceries at a grocery store? <laughs> I was what gangly, skinny, weird <laughs> no looking. No beard. <laughs> Thank you. Like, it's a whole different what? guy. So what if I looked at you mm-hmm. and said you don't own the grocery store mm. so i'm not going to to take uh the time to get to know you because i'm at my youngest my skinniest some people might even say the height of my beauty yes but i think they look at us now like oh this is great yeah. but would you would you turn your nose up at someone who's working at a grocery store? Well, I think you thank you for throwing that alley oop, and now I'm going to slam dunk the ball. Okay. That therein lies the problem. Because we every Ebony K. Williams represents a 
recent phenomenon in the black community and in community at large of successful singles, older singles. And I think that's where that's the bigger issue. And we've talked about this on podcasts past that when you're a successful 30, 40, in some cases, 50 year old single, she's 39, 39. Mm -hmm. Wow. She's 39. I'm a comment. (laughs) Okay. When you're a 39 year old successful single woman. Mm hmm. Yeah, it is kind of harder to get date a grocery bagger, right? We weren't set up to be 30s, mid, late 30s and single and successful. The reality is, is the way Big Mama did it, the way our grandparents did it, were was my grandparents married at 19 and 20. And how Me, long have they been married? And they've been married 60 plus years until yes. my, my grandmother, uh, well, my current pack of grandparents that are both alive are 60 plus and my grandparents were on my Murray side when my grandmother passed away they were 50 plus both married in their late teens early 20s and that's the way it was set up to to be where me like how me and you did we married at 20 and 21 we come to the table with nothing and together we create a life and create the life we want together right so you look back and say, look what we've done, not look what, what I, I did. Done. And now I got to find it. Excuse my language. And I'll probably edit this out. I got to find a Negro. Marcus. <laughs> okay. I'll edit that out. I got to find a person <laughs> that has that too. Where So now you're trying to find two ready-made people in, hope, in hopes that they can come together. And that's much harder to do. It's just simple statistics. Right. What are the numbers of guys that can match your success level? It's going to be extremely rare. We're talking about median here. Median is the most in the middle. The most in the middle aren't at your hyper success level if you're a very successful woman in which M.K. Williams is. So the reality is, is you should have co-mingled on your ascension uh-huh. to where you are and then you wouldn't be we wouldn't even be having this discussion and i think we have this phenomenon uh-huh. that people want to just bypass the uh marrying someone young and finding someone in in their early 20s mm-hmm. they want to bypass that go straight to success and then they want to what do they call that shot they want to not deprogram but reverse engineer the process and try to find a spouse then good luck with that yeah, Sorry, I go ahead. What you I agree because that what you just explained really speaks to the economic part of a relationship mm-hmm. and how you know she's probably at a point in her career and a lot of women are where they want someone to be where they are or even better. They yes. want them to make the same amount of money or even more. Yes, and so that is really speaking to that economic piece of marriage. There's more to marriage. I love where you're going with this, Shire. Take it there. Than sheer economics and numbers and what your paycheck looks like. This is a relationship. This is we're building a life together. We're rearing uh, children if we so decide. And the shift um, happened in that conversation was when Iyanla was talking about, well, 
You know, how does he treat how his does mother? He treat you? How, how does mother? he treat you? Yes. And those are things that didn't even cross her mind. Nope. It went straight, you know, went straight to what he could do for me mm-hmm. financially. And I mean, what are you going to do with me? You're going to buy things. What kind of things can I buy with this new man? Mm-hmm. Instead of getting to know um, this other hypothetical person for who they are. Sure. And not even considering yes. that there there is value that people can bring that you really can't put a price on. Those other things are more important. The intangible. I could work with the money. Money has the ability to change. Character right. is much harder to change. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, it would be here. Here's a a similar comparison. It would be like if men or if me, but this is take me for example. I said, you know what? My number one, my first thing on this search is women six feet and above. You know, they got to be six feet and above. And then, you know, I'll get into the other thing, the other particulars after that. But mm-hmm. anything under six feet, I won't even I won't even have a conversation with. Don't you think it's going to be kind of hard for me to find a woman if my number one criteria is she must be six feet and above? Mm-hmm. That's a very small fraction of society. So I just literally shrunk my list to, I mean, down to uh, immeasurable number because. You're basically saying I want a model. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what are the chances of that? Like when there's way more important things than if they're six feet or not. You know what I mean? So I just think like how you said, if you're going on a search for a home and you have your different criteria, you start doing your number, your first thing you know is usually the most important but then after that you should start having some other like i don't know is that should that be the most important thing shire the money does he make such and such does he own the bus or does he drive the bus i think the thing that bothers me sometimes is when i hear hyper successful women say that they want a man to make so much money but then they'll turn around and say oh he doesn't have to take care of me because i take care of myself i got my own money i have my own money so if you have your own money because you're super successful, then why does the man have to make what you make or better? Exactly. So I so I think that's that in the lens of social media, because I don't know regular people who, who even talk who like even this. Who even think like this. <laughs> only people online. So only people talk online, like this. the people who we don't know, like those people, um, I hear this a lot and it just doesn't make uh, very much sense. And Shira, to, to kind of piggyback on that, it's like if 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 you're a, a successful person that enjoys what they do, and a successful young lady specifically, that enjoys what she does, is happy about where she is in her life, is happy about the income she makes, and the only thing you're missing is like companionship. Like, man, that's the only box I haven't checked. Why does that companionship have to have a price tag on it? If you literally have provided this world where you make more than what enough you need for yourself already, then the companionship shouldn't even have any like it should be like, just give me just fill this hole for me. Just fill the companionship, the love space for me. I don't need finance because I got that covered on my end. I think that happens. I think that it's I think that happens in that. I don't hear it. I well, those I think a lot of um, in the Internet world and, and in real life. The women we. they do do that but those relationships don't lead to marriage for them ah. so it so it does happen oh okay 
So you're talking about a, a different type of relationship. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I think you're right. Um, I think you're right, but I don't know, man. It's just we're not winning. This, this who this this is a new model. This model of see what has worked in post slavery and Jim Crow was marrying young, building a life together, building an empire. We all love this, right? Together. And that's when we, that's the, that's the last of the 40, 50 and 60 year old marriages. The new wave is nah, man, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, let me build myself up first and then I'm going to reverse engineer and try to find a spouse after that. That is a new thing that statistically is not yielding more marriages. It's not. So why don't we, why are we still trying to force that? that strategy well i think one of the things that she said was i tried them all yeah let's talk about because that. it wasn't a it wasn't no, no, even no. a race thing. i did them all was what she said okay <laughs> <laughs> um and i don't even think it was a race thing okay. i think she was talking about men in general mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. tried them all and so i i guess you have to say you have to how's it worked for you that's exactly where I was going. Like, if this approach hasn't yielded you the result that you want and that you're looking for, mm-hmm. then maybe you need to do some internal work to figure out why. Mm-hmm. And it's irresponsible to really push that narrative out when you know it doesn't work. Yeah, and and that's what frustrates me. <clears throat> Because instead of being 39, successful single, realizing I really wish I had a companionship and kids and this and that and a family, let me tell my nieces and my uh, young ladies that I mentor, yo, I'm 20 years ahead of you and you might want to turn left there instead of turning right. Instead of preaching that, we go on these platforms and these podcasts and we double down. We double down on it, right? And we 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 preaching this message like, yeah, they need to, be, you know, they, this is what they need to do. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? If I could go back 12, 15, 20 years, I probably would have made a right turn there instead of a left turn, young ladies. I would have more, more profound respect for women if they did that. But yeah. it's like they doubling down because they still think, well, yo, man, still, I still got a chance. Like, it ain't over for me Marcus, yet. So It's not because she's she's in her 30s. She's 39. I think that when she gets older, then you'll have that hindsight. I don't think that no, she has the I don't think that she, that she has hindsight yet because she's still in the thick of it. You know what I'm saying? That's so that's the problem. She that's could be problem. married. She could be married in a year and find someone fabulous for her and it could turn out that this philosophy that she holds works for her. Well, let's go there. Or she, or, you know, she can learn that, you know what, this philosophy didn't work for me. I did meet someone, but I, maybe I always wanted to have children and now I can't have children or, you know, so I, I think that it's hard is, I don't know that it's fair for us to say that right now in this moment, you should know. I think that's a stiff neck kind of what does that mean meaning like you you should have realized it by now but you haven't because you still of course you still think like i still have time that's just natural human for uh, relationship human mentality you think you still have time for everything 
I still got time to lose weight. I still got time to do this. I still got time to do that. But you at some point have to say, yeah, I may still have time. But if I can go talk to my 20-year-old self, I would tell her this instead of that. But, you know, well, that's just know. my opinion. But Yeah, but, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if she walked away from an engagement. And, you know, like, I don't know that much about this woman. But, but we're not helping the next version of us because i agree me and you I agree that we're not, aunt we're yes. aunt and unk right we could have a niece and nephew that are late teens early 20s so we need to be telling them like yo i'm 15 years ahead of you 19 years ahead of you and this is what you might want to do like we should be able to have that conversation by now well but we're too busy trying to still yes. get our stuff together however she was having that conversation with the woman who was older than her and, and so was to and yeah, right. so the right. or, the original conversation uh, with Iyanla, Iyanla was telling her, "Hey, what about this? Mm-hmm. What about that?" You know, she was g- giving her the other side. Yes. And so I think that conversation was a little bit more um, balanced, and that hindsight that you're looking for was actually coming from Ilanya. Il- yeah. Um, I do want to get to some of the comments. Let's get to it, man. I feel that lit. our opinion has pretty much been one-sided. I feel that there is a lot that you and I have actually ag- agreed. Yes. Uh, agreed with. Um, <laughs> you know, can I just say this? I was thinking today about this in the conversation about the bus driver, and I'm not trying to get all religious or spiritual on you all, but I was like, Poor Jesus bus. was a carpenter. Right. And I'm like... Ain't nobody good enough nobody. <laughs> for a lot of these women. The only thing good enough is the CEO of a Fortune Right, and that, that just makes no sense. I was like, Jesus was a carpenter. Joseph was a stepdad. There's so much language. Oh, man, they don't want to be stepdads. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Joseph was a stepdad. The guys we dog today or the, the avatar of the men we dog today in any, in any conversation, because men dog stepdads and call them simps. So they're not though. Exactly. That's, that's a total well, that. opposite of that. Yeah. Is a stepdad. That's but hey. the, the avatar in which we dog today literally are represented somewhere in the Bible. And we're and like great the- we're great men in the Bible. <laughs> but know. that's a whole nother combo. But go ahead, Shia. Okay. So someone in the comments said, I married a bus driver. Mm. Him being a bus driver wasn't the problem. It was not a provider or protector. He had no vision and didn't aspire to do anything better. It's not about how much money a man has. It's how he manages it for me. Okay. So what are your thoughts on Marcus? I'm asking you your idea or thought that you can do this for now, but you need to aspire for better. And I feel that I've heard that aspire for better mm-hmm. narrative. I hear it on dating shows all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's something that um, I, I think women and men uh, use that language. Mm-hmm. So aspire for more. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's in the family of I can change. Them. It's, well, it's, it's in that family because what you're doing mm-hmm. is. It's even worse because in the girl, I could, I, I think I could change him world. You're putting it on your back that he does this. Now he's a, he's a, he's a cheater or whatever. He does whatever. But when I get with him, I'm going to be able to get him on track, which we know 
has been put in movies and that 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 philosophy doesn't work that i can change him later right we know that we could all agree on that this is akin to that the he 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 um does he have potential or or do he, uh, will he be able to aspire for more is akin to that but it's worse because you're expecting him to do something that have you had that conversation with him has he told has he expressed that to you that that's something he wants to do he wants to do aspire for better like why why assume that and then punish yeah. mm-hmm. because of your assumption that he is going to do better uh, I I go into it assuming nothing in life I assume the worst if anything Marcus and it, well that's what that's the that's of your how, partner uh, not of your partner but that's how you don't heap unexpressed expectation on your partner and then get mad I agree with at that. the result I agree and, and with so that I just think I it's, agree I agree because the first line says I married a bus driver so as a reader I'm going to assume that he was a bus driver when you met him yes and I do understand what you're saying about maybe internally she was hoping that things would be different but when people show you who they are and what they're about you need to believe them and, and let's let me drop y'all another jewel do you my people who are dating who are engaged in all this the acceptance of the proposal is you can accept a proposal and not get all and not have all the information on the person or say i want to i want to still see such and so forth i want to you know what i mean i think it's a good idea to marry this person but i'm still let me let me let me make sure do 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 but once you say I do, you're saying I do to whatever that person is that day. You're not saying I do to what I'm, I'm going to say I do, but let me find out this and this and then this can change. No, when you say I accept those vows, you're accepting those vows in regards to the person you see there. It's not the person you hope they're going to be because that, that that's not fair. Well, can I That's ask you not this, fair. Though? If you don't like with the person that you're looking at when you're holding their hand and mm-hmm. accepting their ring to say I do before the Lord and, and the witnesses, mm-hmm. then you don't say I do. You say I don't <laughs> or I do not to quote uh, our friend. on I Love do not. <laughs> OK, but can I ask you a question, Marcus? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I'm just really and upset right now. I'm not trying to like bark up the wrong tree, but okay. like earlier I talked about how. You're working at a grocery store when yes. we met. Yes. So are you telling me that if you continue to work at the grocery store, that I should be okay with that? And then also, before you answer that, also, would that be okay for your daughter? I have to just bring in your child. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate okay. this. Like I said before, it's all about the communication. Before we got engaged, Shire. Me and you had a deep conversation where you said what you expected of myself, of your, of me too. We looked at. What did I say to you? We sat down at the same location where I ended up proposing to you at. Okay. We were having a good little date night, and we were talking about the idea of us being married. And we were literally started going through. Well, I make this right now, and you was like, "Okay, well, before I get married, like, I we, we need to be here." And you you made, you said it really nice and said like we but you were implying Marcus I need you to be here at some point for this to for this to be to make sense for me to accept your proposal 
And while I proposed before I got there, I always knew Shire said she she expects this. Okay. She said, I'm going to need a little bit. You make this now, but we I need, you know, I'm going to need you to make some more. And so you set the expectation. I would expect my daughter to do the same. If your thing is, honey, I like where you're at, but I really need you here at some point soon. And then the guy says, okay, whatever. And then years later, he doesn't do that. Then you have a a reasonable gripe and a reasonable thing as long as you've clearly communicated. But what I don't like is the unexpressed expectation of your spouse. And then now I got to hear about it on an IG post. Okay, you know that is true. I do remember that conversation. Okay. And let's clarify, you were living with your parents at the time. So. I was living with my parents, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. um, and something else, I haven't even read this whole comment, but I see the all caps, and so I'm just going to go for it and see where it goes. So this person says, why is it that only black women are asked these questions? Why is it that only black women are expected to not have standards. It's her prerogative to date the type of men she chooses. I make a certain amount of money. My preference is to date someone that makes more than that. No, it's not just about his money, but that plays a very important role in his character. Spirituality, outlook on life, relationships he has with his loved ones and friends. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, to the why only black women uh, get this convo. I think we're just in a black space. Like the, the Ebony K. Williams and Iyanla. It doesn't get more black sister than that. Yeah, especially Iyanla. She's a queen. Mm-hmm. So we're just in a black space. And so you're not in the spaces where other races are having this convo. Maybe if you were, then maybe I could take that a little more serious. But to her second point, um, you can have, you can have all the checkpoints and the deal breakers you want. Your list, your criteria can be anything you set it up to be. No one's saying that that's dumb. All we're saying is just know that if I go to a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, and I don't like ninety nine percent of the things on the menu, then that one thing is all is the only thing I can have. It's that simple. Like, if you take off a bunch of stuff, deal breakers off your list, the menu opens up a little bit more for you. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. But you can have your criteria. I don't like certain foods, and that's not going to change. But if mm-hmm. I'm starving, I may change my, my tune. I might eat some of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, go yeah, ahead, um, What I, What do you think? I want to get your thoughts on that. Excuse me. I, I think that uh, we are a culture of very open and honest uh, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the television or watch a comedy special and we we spill the beans on all. every single conversation that's had, had privately um, at the dinner table. We share that type of information publicly. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. <laughs> right. But we do. I think every culture has, you know, standards. And, yeah. Yeah, anywho. Um, I, and I... I like you said, I don't think it's wrong to have standards. You should have standards, but you should know what comes with the territory. There we go. And that, you know, there could be a lot of women competing for the type of man that you want because yeah. there's so few of those men 
And there's a lot of women yeah. who want, you know, that high high earning person. Yes, I like before you move on. If I go to realtor.com and I want a three bed, two bath investment property, and then when it goes to price, I put but I only want to pay uh, $10,000 and I don't see nothing on that list. Cause I put that $10,000 on there. Then it's up to me. Do I want to change that price or not? Do I want to pay more or not? You know, or do I just say, Hey, that's my, that's my deal breaker and I'm sticking to it. So what else you got? Uh, um, okay. I'm just going to scroll and stop. Someone says what's wrong with people these days. I fell in love with my man when he was working in a low paying job. He is not his job. He's not his money. He is a soul loving, beautiful man who is kindness. Mm. Get together and grow together. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. All women think this way. Um, this woman is ridiculous on the left side. Oh, she's referring to Ebony. Um, get over yourself. I'm more on, uh, if this was a sliding scale, I'd be sliding more towards this ideology. Like, yo, people are more than their money. And let me say this. I, I get so sick of the provider protector combo. What is a protector anyway? Like, like, what do you mean by that? Like, cause I've had, we've had this conversation. Yes. It's like, are you still alive? Yeah. Have you ever been mugged when you were with me? No. Uh, has anybody ever like like what is the cat? How do we categorize protector? If nothing, if nothing has ever jumped off where it was fight or flight with your male f- there, how can you even determine if he's a protector? So we just throw out these buzzwords that we're looking. I want a provider. What, provide what? What did uh our bishop say? Shire? He's like. Yeah, my wife makes money. I make money. Well, you supposed to be the provider. Well, I am. I'm helping contribute to the provision. Like, so what do we mean when we say these trigger words, provider, protector? Get, give me specifics because I don't like that we just throwing words out there and then we're saying what men aren't. You know, well, tell me what who, what does that look like then? And so, but yeah, I agree with this lady. What, what, what do you think about about her her? thoughts on it yeah i mean i i I agree as well um yeah the the issue that the issues that the that ebony brought up was around yes protect Mm -hmm. provide income and resources so those were like the trigger words that kind of stood out yes talking and you know there's another comment around uh asking well what are the women supposed to do and like, what are you actually bringing to the table? Mm, like, what are what are their? When you say what are they supposed to do, like, a what woman. are they contributing? Yeah, and I don't think the conversation went in that direction, but yeah, I, I don't get, even want to go. Yeah, yeah, I don't even got to go there. You know, it's just more. I'm here to defend more than I am to point fingers. And why do you feel the need to defend? Oh, well, because I need to defend my, I guess, average brothers. Uh, the average or the median is a large portion of the scale. I don't think we understand that. Like, do you, do do we not understand like the median could be eighty percent of the hundred percent of men, ten percent are uh, homeless and on the street, ten percent are rich and wealthy, 
and then the 80 is the median now and so we're going to really dog like the largest number of men well, because the 10 percent looks a little sexier but there's a lot less men on that mountain and i think we have to we have to understand that and like like how lady said we're not our income we're not our income right we're more than that like i like to think i'm much more than my income do but now you asked me something great the other day Shar. you said do you do you wish men made more money absolutely i wish that that median made way more money then this wouldn't even be a conversation there'd be more marriages and everyone would be happy but that's just not reality you know and so i don't know i don't know so that's why i'm here kind of to defend because i I feel yes but i don't think and i know she said this on the other interview that she wasn't trying to speak badly of the average man yeah let's talk about that we kind of touched on that let's think about who this lady is and i know i don't know that much about her but she's on like the breakfast club Mm -hmm. so i don't what i've heard is that people marry the people who they're around Mm. i came in contact with you we went to the same high school. We went to the same community college. It was only a matter of time before we bumped into each other. Yes. But if I'm a high seven-figure earner, I'm going to assume that maybe she is a seven-figure earner, mm-hmm. that she probably doesn't even run into bus drivers on a normal or regular day. Right. And so it really takes some effort for her to bump into a bus driver who actually wanted to date her, <laughs> for her to mm-hmm. have the opportunity to actually reject this person. So I think that we kind of operate in the realm where we are. Most yeah. people are average and they end up marrying another. Um, I mean, not most people are average. Most people earn average incomes. <laughs> so naturally, they're going to bump into someone um, economic who has the same economic situation as them. Yeah. So from her life perspective, she is probably around a lot of men who earn higher than average salaries because I'm assuming that's that could be what her circle is. I agree. And even still, she said that they're not positioned to protect or provide. And I, I don't, I don't know what's up with this lady. Well, Char, what do you think about the protect and for and provide piece? What does that look like to you as a black married woman? What does the term of husband that protects and provides? What does that mean to you? Okay, so I don't think I've ever I, asked you. I mean, you have okay. <laughs> okay i think the protection um is provided in your physical presence it's okay. part of your being so for example uh when you were away from the home when you're working the night shift mm-hmm. i felt i have to be more vigilant mm. in making sure the doors home are was locked secure are set, yeah. i'm double tr- triple checking if i hear mm-hmm. a sound i'm out the bed because i'm the one that's home it's just me and the kids when you work from home, mm. I don't have to do those things. Exactly. You know, so I think okay. the protection. More of a feeling. Is more of. Feeling of safety. The feeling of safety, the feeling of security mm-hmm. that women feel when they're with their man. It's like it's dark outside and I have to walk to my car alone versus it's dark outside and I need to walk to my car, but I have my man with me. Right. It's a different feeling and you don't have to be on high alert. And so think- it's a woman's ability to rest yeah. in the presence of her man. Okay. I love that, Shire. Do you think most men can provide that or yes. do you think it's... I, I think that you don't need an income to provide that. It's okay. your It's your presence okay. as 
it's who you show up as naturally. Got you. That's now, that's what I think about it. Now provide that a provider, man child. this is good. Will provide more than income. A man is not a paycheck. Of Ooh. course, a man's going to provide. He's going to contribute to the finances of the home. Okay. And that's what you had said earlier about contributing to the finances of the home, mm-hmm. but there are many things that can be provided and that need to be provided in the okay. context of a relationship. So it doesn't always have to be money. That's good. I, I'm sitting here jaw drop because I've never heard you explain that before. And I think a lot of ladies need to hear needed to hear that because I assume you was going all money. When I hear people say provider, I think all money. Like, Why? Like if, if it costs X amount for this house to maintain and you're providing 60% of that, then you're like a 60% provider. But I think when they say provider, they want 100%. So I automatically assume they mean money when they say that. So maybe maybe that was me thinking wrong. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times um, Christians will talk about like the virtuous woman. Mm-hmm. But if you are actually looking at like the Psalms, I mean, excuse me, the Proverbs 31 woman, mm-hmm. she provides for her family. Mm. It's not, you know. Because, Shy, you I can mean, make something stretch now. You get in that cupboard, in that kitchen. I'd be like, dang, Shy, I didn't know we had that. And that's you not all this. I mean by providing. It's not just cooking a meal. but Right. <laughs> but just kind of, you know, being what need, being whatever is needed in the family. Right. At the time. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have to we have to work together. I want to see the black family thrive and do well. It's lit over and, here. Or and in order for us to do that, we can't we can't beat each other up, mm-hmm. especially in such a public way. Oh, black men, we need to stop settling for mediocrity. Y'all need to make more. Ah, stop. When I listened to the Breakfast Club interview, it was very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Granted. Ebony made a lot of points. I'm not saying I disagree with everything that she said, but it was incredibly exhausting mm-hmm. mentally to where I needed to take breaks. It shouldn't be this complicated. To be able to digest the information she was trying to provide, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. We cannot beat each other up on public platforms. Mm-hmm. And the best way to love on the black family um, is not that is is not, not going that. about it in that way. No. We need to lift each other up, build each other up. Mm-hmm. People are looking at my life. They're not necess- Not everyone I know is listening to the Black American Debt Free podcast, right? But they're looking at the way I live my life, how I treat my husband, my children, mm-hmm. the love that we have for each other, and you know when we go out in public, we get a lot of nice family it's exhausting as much it's exhausting we get it so much i'm like wow we must really be i'm we're we're a dinosaur out here i mean are we unicorns i mean we need to this needs to be the norm yeah of just loving each other i don't care what you do i don't care how much money you make even if we're not together in a relationship we're in community i mean we yeah can love we can have love for each other and respect for each other. I look at us like we are all we have. And I think like, man, that's powerful, Shaw, that you even broke that down. Like, when you see, just picture in your mind a family. It just automatically looks beautiful. Like, when it's complete, 
when it's like you know uh two and a half kids and a dog and the husband and wife and then you know it just looks beautiful even when you see it. that's why they have those in frames <laughs> right what's in a frame before you buy it and so that's what we want you know what it just looks beautiful and you may be a successful single that's thriving and living your life and loving life mm-hmm. but you don't it doesn't look as pretty in a picture frame Marcus, I'm gonna just keep it hundred with you. Well, let's I'm just keep it say, all the way real. But I think some some people are going to be single. Absolutely, and, and it doesn't mean that it's you a, have to be living beneath your privilege or anything. No. no, and I don't think that it means that if you're single, you didn't accomplish something and you did something no. wrong. No. And I'm not saying that like you can still thrive and be a single person. Why go through your singleness miserable? It could be a season, or it could. That's be That's what life. I like, Shire. If you're gonna do it, do it to the fullest live your life you don't don't live and project a narrative of i'm single because because they ain't doing right like why why be a grouch why be a single grouch okay kind of vibe you (laughs) feel me like be happy and that joy will attract whatever it is that you want whether you want to stay single or whether you don't want to be single like i would be afraid to approach this uh young lady based off of all she she was saying death out of me (laughs) <laughs> but i i'm really nervous and i'm afraid mm-hmm. of what will become of the black family because of some of the prevailing narratives on social media there's a lot of romanticizing of what marriage really is there's a lot of romanticizing about uh, the expectations you should have of a partner. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are hearing this information and they're not consuming it as entertainment, but they're consuming it as advice for their life. And the best role models are not going to always be on social media, but it's going to be the people in your family, mm-hmm. maybe some of your friends, like people that are like real life people. I know that sometimes you're not going to have, you know, mentors and, you know, right. but, but this whole internet thing, this it's, it's very scary. It's the very scary. Time, the next time you're out and about and you see a nuclear family, take a picture because one day that's creepy. It won't be here. Marcus. I'm telling you. No, Marcus, you just like, doom and just like TVs with the, with the, with the big back in the back of them, just like cell phones with the spin dial or a t- <laughs> house phones nuclear family will be you'll see much much less as time Marcus, ticks on why you have to be negative it's just real man. I'm gonna be it's positive just, I'm gonna say that I'm hoping for the best spaces like the Black Married and Debt Free podcast yes. and some other podcasts we need to affirm families let folks who are in their relationships and maybe struggling let them know you're not alone yes every relationship has growing pains and that is worth it if you do the work and stick it through. Yes, sure. I like that. And I think that's a great place to end. This has been a really good, much needed family meeting and conversation. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Now, we want to know what you think about all this. So do us a huge favor and let us know in the review section or the comment section, wherever you're listening to this podcast, let us know what you think about this conversation. All right. We really want to know. And uh, we out, y'all. We're going to catch y'all on the next episode. So for Marcus, I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And this has been Black Married and Death Free. Peace.
Bye.